Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good, considering. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. What about you? Good. I'm okay. I'm very happy how warm it is. Yeah, but only one more day, I think. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to wear every summer thing I can find today. There may be multiple outfit changes today. Yeah. Well, that's that's fine for a lady. It is for a lady like myself. Mm-hmm. A lady like I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I want to tell you about something, bitch. Okay. Because mm, I watched the new Invisible Man film. Oh my god! You, you're a brave woman. I watched. I watched two trailers, and then I thought, no, I can't, I can't. I, I, I'm not very good with scary movies. I'm not, and I actually hadn't thought of that. Adrian said, shall we watch Invisible Man? And I was just like, yes, and I didn't think it through. And it is, there are bits that are super scary, but it, I think it's good. I really enjoyed it, and I want to tell you about it because it's, it's, you know, it's welling up inside of me, and I need to tell bit. Okay. I am only... I allowed to tell you things that happen? Yeah. I will tell you the, the final thing, but can I... Yes, sure, because I, I would quite like to watch it, and maybe that'll be easier then for me if I am a yes, slightly prepared. prepared. But I also don't... I know a bit of the story from what you can get from the trailer, but not really. Ah, okay. And it's... It, there's Yes, I'm just going to get into it, because okay. there's lots of things that are kind of issues that come out of it that I think are really... We need to talk about. So it's this woman played by Elizabeth Moss, and she's got a super controlling, horrible boyfriend who they live in this house that's very kind of brutalist, modernist. It's apparently in Sydney, but it's meant to be like um, Silicon Valley, but on the coast. Do you know what I mean? Because he's, mm-hmm. he's like an optics expert, which is really crucial to the story. And so it's meant to be like his very, very swanky hideaway. And it's got like a lab in it. It's very, it's very kind of stuck, but kind of beautiful, and it's right on the water. So you have this sense of them in this incredibly super tech, completely surveilled. Like there's cameras everywhere. He surveils her all the time. God. But then there's like the wild nature around them. So it's, mm. it's like this compound, this impenetrable compound, and it begins with her. She's clearly drugged him to stay asleep so that she can get away. So it's very tense from the start. Oh, God. And I think it's interesting because to get away, her outfit is like athleisure and a hoodie. Hmm. So I think there's something about certain kinds of clothing making you like invisible too. Do you know hmm. what I mean? That you're kind of, you're so dressed down. You know, she hasn't done her hair. She hasn't got makeup that you become invisible yourself. And I also so she, noticed, because that is, that is in the trailer, that it's grey, isn't it? It's just not... Any, yes. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very kind of leached out colour. There's, there's like the person whose house she stays in has a bit more colour, but it's quite, yeah, it's quite kind of monotone and then dark clothes or very bland clothes. Can so I ask another away. question? Yes, you can, of course. <laughs> um, do you get any backstory why they're together or what she's doing? Or... No, mm. and that's actually... I mean, clearly she's a trained architect and okay. she had a career, but that's been squashed by being with him. Mm. And you get like this, the sense of him that he repeatedly does this and he wants to control every area of his life. And part of the surveillance 
it, well, it's it's like that thing of people being so scared that it gets externalized mm. as aggression and fear of everything. So everything has to be seen to be controlled. Mm. If you know what I mean. Yes. So it's very current in terms yes. of these issues, and she gets away and goes and stays with a friend who's a policeman and the policeman's daughter who's a teenager and she it's like clearly it really kind of builds this picture of her mental health being destroyed by by being looked at and watched and controlled to this extent Mm. so she can't even bear to go outside the house so gradually she builds up a bit of confidence and then she starts it's like the ex-boyfriend they tell her that that he's dead oh and that he committed suicide and Mm. his brother like says but you've you know he's left you this money and so she's kind of like everyone's saying to her you're okay now you can go out you can have a life now but then there's like all these spooky things keep happening that make it clear he's watching her still god and so things will move or she'll just get like they'll just like be like the imprint of someone on a seat mm. or like a handprint on the steam in the shower uh. just like all these things and it's so oppressive and scary mm. and then gradually it becomes and of course nobody believes her because he's dead so he's like gaslighting her so it's that traditional way of discounting a woman's words by gaslighting mm. and you see him like pick up a knife when she's cooking and like the knife disappears so you okay. see all these like sc- scary scary things and some she sees but some only the audience sees so it's really really building this tension and they're just in this suburban house with all these awful things going on so is she they, on her own at that point well like sometimes the policeman friend is there sometimes the daughter is there but there's like a really horrible one where she she sleeps with the daughter in the daughter's bed and they're they're both asleep like curled up and then you see their cover being pulled off them and like she gets out of bed and she's trying to pull the cover back up and she can see like foot marks where his feet are on the edge of the cover so she can't pull it so So it is i don't know whether you I don't know whether you can hear. There's quite a lot of building work going on around here. Oh, I so can't sorry. hear it. Mm. So it's like really scary, and there's just this sense, like we've talked before about clothing traces. So it's again this kind of sense of like fabrics showing the mark of someone mm. being there, but they're not there. And also, it really did make me think about who is invisible and who can be invisible, because when she's very depressed after after she's got away from him she wears really really plain dowdy clothes and it's this sense of not wanting to draw attention it's it's like partly that she she doesn't want to think about her appearance because her appearance has been studied so much but also that she wants to disappear herself so i think there's like a real weird parallel that she's making herself invisible mm. because of what he's done but then there's really scary bits where, like, he she realizes he's up in the attic, oh, so she goes up. Don't ever do that. No, Beatrice. no. I just, it sounds like if a you film think you're, where you keep thinking. Yeah. Evil boyfriend who you think is invisible, maybe in your attic. Get out of the house. I know. It sounds like a film where you keep saying, "Don't do it. Don't do it." Exactly. No, I did keep saying, 
no, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. (laughs) So she goes up, but the bit that is really spooky and scary is she's like looking back down through the hatch, you know, to the attic, to where the, you know, like to where the ladder is. And she throws a tin of paint down. So he's, he becomes partially visible. Oh yeah. I saw that in one of the trailers. scary. And Mm. it's, What's interesting, I think, is that like later she goes back to the house that she shared with him and down to his lab and is in this room which must somehow generate these suits. And they're kind of, they're like, I think it's really interesting because the way they've done it, it's like a cross between a kind of superhero, you know, the way Spider-Man is like completely covered in a bodysuit. It's like that and a wetsuit kind of hybrid, but it's honeycomb pattern, and it's like tiny moving camera lenses all over it. Wow. So it's scary because it really, it made me think of, have you ever seen that, that Michael Powell film, Peeping Tom? Yes, but a long time ago. Mm. It kind of made me feel like that, where you have such a strong sense of how invasive a camera can be. Mm. And they're all like moving, so it seems like it's sort of a lie. Mm. and it's just spooky and it must i clearly i don't understand the technology because the technology does not exist but it seems like it's almost like the cameras are generating a hologram of invisibility or something Mm. so it's really fascinating that it does wipe out his identity he is literally invisible inside this all-encompassing suit it's unclear how he breathes yeah I was. I kept uh, thinking when you were talking, but he must breathe. He must make a sound. He must, he must breathe. There must be some some something. But it's also interesting that it's like this kind of superhero criminal almost that he's become mm. through this. Do you ever, maybe at the end, and you might not want to tell me, but do you ever see him, you know, without the suit on or, you know? You do. Do you, you know do. what you he do looks at the like? the beginning of the okay. film, you see him. Mm. And there's points where you see him. Yeah, and there's also a point where, because obviously, like, he slaps the teenage girl that she's, the daughter of the friend that she's staying Mm. with, and the girl thinks it's her. Oh. So mm. then the father is, like, obviously really outraged and takes the girl out. So she's left alone with the invisible man Mm. attacking her. So, again, that's so disturbing of this woman lying on the floor, punching into the ether. And again, very metaphorical of women's struggle mm. and very and and at one point she's taken into a mental institution and is wearing, you know, a bit a bit like they wear in um Orange is the New Black, like just like mm. almost like scrubs, but in that kind of beige. And again it's like this this sort of invisible population. Mm. Do you know you know yeah. this way that mental health people try and or the state tries to sort of sequester it. Mm. And so, again, I think the way that kind of neutral colours can... It's really interesting that neutral colours can signal kind of minimalism and luxury and la-la, but can also be a way of erasing certain groups of people. Yeah. It's also... It seems to me, but I can't quite formulate it properly, but there seem to be different types of invisibility. So the one... Yes. The one you want when you want to disappear and then the one where people just don't see you yes and you do actually want to be seen and then his invisibility which is like a menacing you want to be invisible to do horrible things and yeah that's so right that's so clever it it completely is because it is 
it's almost like state legislated invisibility mm. when she's in the mental institution and yeah as you say this sense that just certain groups of people or certain categories of people are invisible to the wider society mm. because they're not valued mm. and yeah just this really i think the way they connect it to optics and surveillance is very clever because again it's like this double-edged sword that there's this idea that you're you want security so you want cameras in mm. your amazingly big flashy house but then what are you doing to yourself by having that yeah. by allowing your fear to be externalized like that and that sense that you're having to monitor and watch everything in order to be safe and also i that i guess this film was made long before the pandemic but it just so picks up on so many things that are prominent now about you know having it in some way feeling you should have the this app they're talking about and but then yes you know there's so many other things and also being in front of our screens so often and yeah having someone looking into our house and of the world around you being out of your control mm. Because it's definitely, like, because he's invisible, he can do what he wants and blame it. And she, she is blamed for it. And does, do people generally believe her doing the film or not? No. Or, no. Mm. No. So there's that, that terrible kind of feeling that you want, you want the people to understand what's happening, but they don't because they can't see it. So again, it's this sense of her having this kind of weird privileged vision that she knows he's there because even when she's locked up like she's in a cell and she says to them he's in here with me and they're just like that's you're just mad mm. so again it there, there's real things about privilege because she's you know he's like clearly incredibly rich and that's why he can construct this world that he can trap her in when she was his girlfriend and that's why he can create this suit because why has he created this suit was he anticipating her leaving and that he would then torture her Do you ever get any idea why he is like that, or I don't know. It, there's his brother sort of says that he always didn't get on with him and that he has to control everything. And you don't really get an enormous backstory mm. on it, and it it's very definitely linked to kind of you know like Silicon Valley tech million and billionaires, mm. and and that tech can be friendly and useful and helpful, but then it can tip into being something else. Yeah that controls and threatens and plays on anxieties and excludes people it's not protecting and mm. yeah so th so that most of the scene most of the scene most of the film is very low-key in terms of costume because it's like his is the ultimate costume mm -hmm. yeah. that's there but not there and then yeah her her state of mind is being reflected in her clothing But it's really fascinating. I think the final scene where she is taking back control and she goes back to his house. I won't tell you what happens, mm. but I think it's really interesting because she is now like a Hitchcock blonde. Oh, really? So her hair is brushed and because before, because she isn't washing her hair, it looks kind of dirty blonde. Mm. But you're really aware that it's suddenly very glowy platinum blonde. And she's got, you know, red lips and perfect makeup. And she's wearing a beautiful fitted sheath dress that's asymmetrical. So there's a sign of trouble. She's asymmetrical. <laughs> and like heels. And it's really like all the way through, there are very Hitchcockian moments because, you know, the thing 
the thing of like the invisible man picking up a knife is like the knife in i'm gonna have to ask adrian what the hitchcock film is with the knife it's not psycho not psycho there's oh, okay. a blackmail there's an early oh, black okay. and white one oh yeah 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 in london mm, you know and I, they yeah. and yeah where she feels guilty that about the knife and she all she hears someone say is knife 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 mm. so it kind of there's real sort of hitchcockian moments but it's so hitchcockian i think that's a word i'm gonna <laughs> make it a word when she goes back because she's walking through this as i say it's kind of brutalist modernist house and it really reminded me of you know in north by northwest mm-hmm. when they're in amazing james mason's modernist yeah house mm. and and it's as though which is again kind of remote and in nature so it's again this kind of sense of like evil located in this modernist beauty mm. but it's also quite severe so so there's something really fascinating about the way she's this sort of archetype of the hitchcock blonde and that the hitchcock blonde signifies kind of desire and beauty and power but it's a power that you're meant to fear because it's female you know so she goes in and that's really amazing like the finale but yeah i i think it's really interesting that she becomes dangerous when she is dressed well in inverted commas but also interesting interesting what you say that you know she that rooms or spaces seem to play a big part in this house but then she is an architect as well yes i know and i feel like that you see her go for a job interview when she's trying to get back on her feet Mm. with this incredibly sexist man who says do all beautiful women go to paris and you think if only the invisible man had punched him yeah but yeah it, it is there's something you know the spaces the places that she's in are really significant because this kind of suburban house becomes just so dangerous and let it yet it's so you know it's just like a comfortable everyday home but it becomes so threatening because of this you know this presence which is seeking to undermine and control her Mm. and this sort of violence and this again it kind of underlines the idea that that you are not safe anywhere or this idea that people can take control of you anywhere but also maybe that's really tough thing to say but also the control just by watching you know he yes it sounds like he doesn't actually initially in their life it sounds like that's mainly what he does he just watches her yeah yeah no it it, it does and it's so much about because our society is so much about watching and being Mm. watched and that as entertainment and enjoyable and fun Mm. but also really sinister and it also made me think of like ralph ellison's book the invisible man and and kind of the african-american experience of invisibility and because because it made me think about how can you hear coda comment yeah yeah um he's very vocal because there's that sense that as a white woman if she doesn't you know do her hair put on her makeup she can be invisible in quite a comforting way Mm. it's almost like there's this combination between being invisible as ralph ellison writes because you're not valued within Mm. the culture and you're ignored and you're continually looked over which is a very telling phrase but then then there can be moments like now where blackness is is made hyper visible and Mm. is you know treated in a disgusting way for being hyper visible Mm. even though it's the culture that's made people 
hyper visible. So I, yeah, I think it's a very interesting film to watch right now. Right now, yeah, definitely sounds like it. It's also what, what you just said made me think also that, as you already said, she she has while she is under control, but she still has some agency to switch. Yes, but well, she has she has friends. Mm. She has friends who have a spare well not a spare bed but will give up part of their bed for her mm. that she has white privilege mm. and it's interesting that she that she the people that she stays with a black family mm. Mm. um but yeah it's it's very is very disturbing but i as i say i think it's really ha it's really fascinating in terms of issues of invisibility mm. issues of control of watching Yeah, definitely of privilege within all of those categories as well. Mm. Well, I'll I yeah. will psych myself up, and I yes, I did I even being scared watching the trailer. I thought I really really want to see this. Um, so I'll I'll find a way. I think watch it during the day with That's all a good the idea. lights on. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Don't we watched it at night? So I was like grabbing Adrian's arm, going oh, <laughs> yeah. at times. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Good, okay, good plan. watch it, report back, okay. and I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. All right, bye, bye. bye.